0: I'm Derek, one of the hosts of Return to Oswald. Return to Oswald is a podcast about the iconic HBO show Oz. And we started it quite simply because my friend Brandon has never seen a single episode and we loved living through its horror. Scar, Brandon, and myself get together every Tuesday and discuss this show episode by episode, season by season. We have great conversations and nothing gets held back we respect each other too much to lie and we talk about how absurd this show really is when you look back at it like how long is the time frame in oz people are getting executed within like 3 days of getting there and why do they show people if they're just going to kill them within 8 minutes that did happen and why hire so many rappers to play bit roles is there a quota why is there a direct pipeline between this show, The Corner, and The Wire? Oh, and The Sopranos. We didn't forget about y'all. Also, how does Adebisi's hat stay on? Why didn't anybody ever notice he had a CD player in his drawers? And why won't they put cameras up in that gym? These are all questions we talk about and more. So, check us out. Go to linktree backslash HBO RTO to find our latest episode. You can also just type us into your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for checking us out. That's me. Fucking role model.
1: Scary Ghost. Creepy Serial Killers all things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. <laughs> Hi creatures, I'm Barry Marino. I'm Philip Landry. And I'm Michael Bell. And welcome to another episode of Open Shutters, our creepy podcast hosted by mm-hmm. Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. So let's see what's been going on in everybody's life today. Anything happening in your life right now? Phillip? Just loving Scorpio season. <laughs> Scorpio- I wouldn't say oh. it's
2: open season, but it really yeah. it's Scorpio, so we're just wanting to <laughs> shut every bitch down. So. <laughs>
1: ah, well
2: I'm glad it's in your season. Yes.
1: Man, I've been having all kinds of weird stuff happen in my life What about you? What's happening?
3: Ghost hunts, ghost hunts, ghost hunts All week long oh, Well
1: I, I got a little crazy, bit yeah. different experience Spirits are alive <laughs> I know ghost hunts, or ghost dead. Scorpio stuff for me But I was in Facebook Messenger Jail I mean when you know it, Not even regular Facebook Jail <laughs> I get in the Facebook <laughs> Messenger Jail <laughs> <channel. laughs> This guy who had actually, who used to listen to podcasts, I doubt that he does now. And if he does, (laughs) this guy writes to me that he wrote some, he was in Facebook jail because he wrote something about a trans freak that raped a girl in a high school or something like that. And then he says, they sent it to another school. And I said, trans freak, really? And then I followed it up with, You're a fucking moron. Fuck off. And I blocked him. Well, next thing I know, I'm in Facebook Messenger Jail. Mm. And I was there for 24 hours. I couldn't message anybody. I could receive messages, but I couldn't respond. And I couldn't send.
2: Okay, right now, that's like, oh, God, that feels a little bad. 20 years from now, that could be really scary. Because... It's scary now. Listen, he's renamed the corporate name from Facebook to Meta today, okay? Meta is reference to the metaverse. It's this fully digital world that they hope to immerse all individuals into eventually.
3: When do we start?
2: (laughs) But imagine being put into metaverse jail. Can you imagine that? I don't know. I thought
1: thought it was pretty (laughs) intrusive. But the, the, the only reason, it
2: wasn't because, I can't
1: blame this on Facebook or anybody else, the moron reported me. And when they report something, I noticed that because I went back and well, as soon as I was out of there, I reported him. And what it is, is when you report a, a message, they don't look at what you responded to. They just send the message that you sent. So somebody sends you a message saying you're a fucking moron. Fuck off. That, that constitutes his bullying. Oh. Um. And so that's what I—it was bullying. Well, I went back. I said, "This, I said, this fuckhead's not getting away with
4: this." Yes.
1: And I went back and reported his post and sent it to him. And I reported it as a hate speech. Um. Well, there you go. And hate speech is like maybe, maybe, maybe even a little bit above bullying. It's actually the same thing in a lot of ways. But its, uh, it's uh, that he's gonna get no. Uh, I think he's gonna be in Facebook. Message prison much longer. than You think he I might was. get one of those
2: thirty day ones? They might. E-
1: oh, they might even delete his account. I hope they do. Oh shit! <laughs> I hope they delete his account. I hope he winds up like Donald Trump
2: and can't tweet. Or anything. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, talking about the metaverse, you were uh, Michael. You told us you were watching something interesting.
3: Uh, I'm watching um, Dark Mirror, Black Mirror. That's what it is. Black Mirror. Yeah. i only seen one episode, so um, I don't really know exactly what's I've going on. I've seen it Are you liking it? I, I mean, it's okay. It's like, I mean, it's one episode. It's like, first like, what the hell is this about? Stick but, with it.
2: It's an anthology thing. Every episode's different. They're going to go in different stuff. That, see, that's, that's saw the, that's, the first that's season? Was that the no, one? Just, just,
1: uh, just the first episode. Oh, you have to watch a lot more. Know, like, yeah. Was that the one where they make the Prime Minister screw the pig or something? Oh, I'm... I'm I haven't gotten that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one. That's like the
2: second or third episode. He hasn't seen that yet. Oh, okay. But that, yeah, no, 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 no. but no, it's, it's it's all an anthology thing. So there's different each episode that's good. is different. This
3: is almost like a like, um, uh, she, like Twilight center or something like that. It, but it different. all deals with
2: like near future Major
3: problems. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, uh, and, and Dar-
1: Cyrus is. is one in upcoming. Uh, later season. <laughs> <future. laughs> well, yeah, You're I think it, it goes from being British to American at some point, doesn't it? It's, it's
2: when it moved to Netflix. Fully. Yeah. 'Cause I think the first it season was a BBC. Is was,
3: out, yes. And then
2: Netflix bought the rights to it. Ah. So we actually also talking about few futuristic things in science fiction. Uh, me and Barry went with the crew and we went and saw a movie. Yeah. He didn't like it, I really liked it, but his reason for not liking it was personal. We went and saw Dune. Yay. Yeah, you liked it, right? Oh. I didn't just like it. I enjoyed it. It was it was everything you expect out of a movie. It was this beautiful, like moving portrait, so to speak, or our, or our, our landscape painting. To me, it was just like wow—you got immersed in this world.
1: Wow, well, I didn't want to be immersed in that world—sand <laughs> and heat and desert.
2: But to me, it was just—it was just so beautiful. I think frank. the beach is hell. <laughs> I am hoping the movie earns Academy Award nominations for like art direction, costume, makeup, It probably events. will. They like that artsy I stuff. I hope it even wins. Wins. <laughs> <Not> just, <laughs> even wins. Not just nomination, but wins. It's one of the most beautiful well, The Academy loves all that woo woo
1: stuff.
3: It's well-written, first of all. The books are awesome. And if they can lead up anything close to what the books were in my imagination, I think it's going to be awesome.
2: Well... I'll be honest I have actually I'm aware of the books I've actually never read the books being honest but I have friends that are like avid readers of I'm the very books I'm obsessed and you said you are and those friends I even mean, if you haven't seen the movie I'll tell you my friends that have read the books are, are impressed so that's that good. says a
1: lot that's good yeah. well I felt like I spent two hours and thirty minutes in hell
4: <laughs>
2: it wasn't your cup of tea
1: it's not my cup of tea my cup of coffee my cup of <laughs> soup my cup of anything
2: <laughs> yeah. But for the people that have read the books or people that enjoy sci fi, fantasy epics, things along those lines, it definitely. Well, that's doesn't. the
1: same reason I hate Star Wars. <laughs> I cannot. I'm sorry if you're all a Star Wars fans. I apologize. And you took
2: a long time to watch Lord of the Rings.
0: No,
1: I fall asleep every time. Lord of the Rings
4: <laughs>
1: no, a I, I Lord of the Rings I can take because it's a, a good stories and everything. and I liked Game of Thrones, Harry Potter kind of. Mm, I get a little bit antsy in those movies too. But Star Wars, ten minutes in, I'm out like a light. <laughs> I I hated those. I hated the first movie when I first. Came out. <laughs> Everybody was bragging about how wonderful it was. I went and saw it. I thought it looked like a video game.
4: <laughs> oh shit!
1: I uh, did, I cannot stand Star Wars. And I, you know what? For a long time, I hated Harrison Ford. If that because I could not stand that cocky Han Solo. And I never. I still haven't. I love Carrie Fisher. I gotta admit, and I've seen her in other things. I so like. And I actually liked her in that, but. I, didn't, I, I couldn't stand Harrison Ford and I wouldn't even go see Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um. And I started to appreciate him and w- Witness is when I started to appreciate him. And then I went and revisited Raiders of the Lost Ark and I, now I think he's pretty awesome to be honest Which I think he's, he's a great star. But back then I hated that character. I hated that movie. I don't like... I'm not a big space fan anyway even though I do like Star Trek The Next Generation. I like Captain Picard and Data, and I like Dr. Beverly Crusher. I even like Wesley. I know nobody well, likes Wesley. Of, that's
2: kind of that's that's a little different on how the character thing is done on there. So that's a little. Di- I can see why you would like that.
1: Yeah, but I, yeah. It's and, and I like the holodeck and that kind of stuff too.
2: <laughs> oh, because then you could yeah you could turn into you could turn it however you'd want. And yeah, they go into, you know one one episode of that. Wait, on. if you like the holodeck, that means when we actually end up in the metaverse, you might actually like it. Oh I don't, That's I don't what know, I'm maybe saying. I will. where
1: are I saying that? But you know you know, I mean at the age I am it's highly unlikely I'm gonna be able to participate in anything because I'm probably
2: gonna be in a nursing home.
1: Doing
3: this. This is put your brain. This is put your brain in your
2: Well body. yeah, they put it's you under jar. and your body is just sustained and you're in the metaverse, did you? Oh, so I mean live for ever yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> well what what have you been watching, Barry, on, on the television? Oh,
1: I I just finished the third season of You. Was it good? Oh, did it end good? Oh, you can't spoil, but did, just uh, yes, tell us what's good. Yes, 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 yes. And I wanna talk about a couple of performances, especially Penn Bagley. And um, and there was uh, also the girl. Uh, what's her name? She was on Sabrina. She played one of the sisters. She played Prudence on Sabrina. What's her name? I can Her name escapes me now. I think it's that, my brain it's too. Keek Gabriel or something. Yes, yes. She's really good in it. And the the, the woman who plays um who plays uh what's her name uh, Love who is um who's Joe's wife. What's that, Victoria? Let me think. i got to find it on here. Well, she is... Oh, I didn't realize that Penn Bagley... Penn Bagley was on... Um, was on Gossip Girl, too. Victoria... Pe... Uh, Victoria Pedretti is really good. And uh, the, the performance is a great... And one... Okay, there's a character in there you are going to absolutely love. Played by Shalita Grant... She plays um, because they move to the suburbs, and uh, this isn't giving away any anything that happens. But Shalita Grant is like, the, she's like the head. What would, would, would you know? What do we know Shalita Grant from? She's in some other stuff. Oh, we know from um, NCIS New Orleans, uh, Mercy Street, The San Clarita Diet, and Search Party. She's an African American actress, and she plays the, like, you know, there's, you know those suburban people with their book clubs and everything. Oh shit! <laughs> well, she's the social media butterfly. She has the uh, she has the blog that everybody reads and everything. Oh my god! And
2: um, it's really great. But have you seen any of it? I, no, I have it in my list to watch, though. Okay, you got to watch the first season. I know, I know. I will watch from the beginning. And I just... Love
1: isn't even in the first season, but the second season is when we introduced her. And she's oh, okay. A great character. And then the third season, at tops all of them. So I highly really recommend watching You. The third season of You is absolutely
2: awesome. Right. Well, this week, I've been binging the fifth season of Riverdale, and I finished it because they edited it on Netflix. I'm not gonna give spoiler. Well, I may give a slight no, spoiler, but no real I haven't spoiler. seen it yet. But but I got to mention a. I learned a couple of new. I got a couple of new phrases, quotes out of it that I want to mention. The first one is I'm gonna use on somebody when I get really aggravated at. Oh, there's the clock. Oh, there's our clock. <laughs> the damn fucking clock. Okay. It's part of our charm. Exactly. The first phrase is I'm gonna use whenever somebody really 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 pisses me off. I'm gonna call them. You are cold. Fake duplicitous bitch.
1: Oh, you're gonna be saying that to I rise a lot.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I just love that. I ain't gonna say who said it to who. I'm not gonna spoil it. Don't don't spoil it. I already know that. That's one phrase. The second phrase I loved that I'm gonna use, which I kind of not far off from things I've used before, is once a little bitch, always (laughs) a little bitch. Oh, that's a good one. And I'm not going to say what character says that to which one but but the those are my new go-to phrases. Cuz I mean I had to branch out from saying this bitch or that bitch. That you know? bitch. I had to I had to take the bitch rhetoric. I told you with I had, another had an level. idea for your that
1: bitch thing and you said no we couldn't we couldn't do it.
2: No, you can't no no Keep no, <laughs> that off. no no. But involve Pam Greer. <laughs> But don't don't be a cold. That's another. Don't be a cold that's bitch. That's another garbage woman you
1: like. That one, the Angela
2: Bassett character. Stop! I love Angela Bassett. I love Angela Bassett. Oh my god! If Angela's out there, don't listen to Barry. We love you, Angela. I said what I like about the latest season of um, American. Do Einstein. you like Angela Bassett? Well,
3: I met her at the Country Club when they did a. Was she nice? She was drunk. <laughs> I love it even more. Yeah. <laughs> She's a real. she's really loud lady, but yes. she, she's a really good actress though. But she always plays that like mean black lady, you know. It's like oh, big, angry. Big, angry. Big, angry woman. You know, I'd like to see her do something a little bit more softer. Well know. I think Stella got her groove is a little soft. I guess so. Stella but anyway, oh
1: yeah, Tina Turner was a little Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That Actually good. I thought she
3: was all wrong for that role being I didn't think so. I thought I was she was terrible that. in it.
1: But anyway, she did well. my favorite part of the new season of American Horror Story is that Angela Bassett is in it.
2: Oh! <laughs>
3: I quit that watching that show. I just,
2: well, it's because she does nine one one? She's the cop now, and she's doing oh, a really good job right. as the cop. I gotta watch
1: it because that's probably a role that she'll excel in. And, mean and, cop.
2: And in all honesty, the representation's great, and she actually hit the record. She is the highest paid. Actor or actress on nine one one and I think it is makes her now, Well, she's a big she's a big name and I think well, I think now it has make her the highest paid um black woman on television may I may be wrong on that, but I do know at least on the cast of nine one one she's the highest paid where she is
0: actually
1: I did enjoy her um and her, that representation does't I matter. did enjoy her her Marie Labo, even though she was wrong and she looked nothing like Marie Labo, and Marie Lebo was nothing like they portrayed her. Just like Madame LaLore wasn't an old mean redneck
2: white woman, she was a Creole. Uh, right. <laughs> she was a Creole socialite, and she was, was actually was meant to be. A it, okay, so so your perspective. I'm just this that you have not seen 911, so you don't realize she plays a mother. Besides being a cop, she plays a mother. Well, you know what? If you've a seen wife.
1: the new, the new, uh, the latest Equalizer with Queen Latifah, she's very good in that, and she plays. A mother too.
2: So that's what I said. So you have to realize sometimes you get in this idea. Well, of, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch 911
1: and and check that out. Maybe 9-1-1 we...
2: just overall isn't just about her. There's so much other great act, like she's great in it, but there's so many other great actors and actresses as well. So, yeah. And that is Ryan Murphy. He does 911. Oh lord. But He's it's It's good. It's good. You got some ob Oh wait. Before we got obits, you wanted to mention a little bit about the news story that's been in the news for some
1: time. Yes, it seems that they found Brian Laundrie's remains. And we weren't sure if they were there right, but the coroner said the dental you know the dental and That was FBI match. confirmed yeah, as well. FBI confirmed. So it is his body. He is That's would that was a news flash we got last week when I um
2: Well, it doesn't change my my opinion that the family is somehow was involved in hiding him. Probably. and Because we, where he was found lends to him hiding.
1: And most people, and,
4: and
2: I mean, most we know everybody
1: agrees that he more or less, he probably killed
2: uh Gabby. And he probably killed himself. It was probably a suicide. I don't think anybody else killed him. I think it was a suicide out there in the, in the, in the swamps for him. Oh, he was likely
1: dead when the, um, Oh, well, at one point, it, it seems that the mother. Uh, oh, he's been already been autopsied, too. That's just weird that he. It that, uh, seems weird.
2: I think he was out there and they were bringing supplies. They couldn't find out. I think the family was bringing supplies to him. I think That's, someone killed him. The cause of death. And I'm wondering. No, I think he killed himself.
1: I'm wondering if some Nancy disgraced person went out there and found him and he killed him. strange. She probably oh, is. Nice. It. That is that is a What pretty. happened to her? No because she's on par- Fox News where she belongs. The parents
2: knew too quickly where he was and how to go help. I think the family knew the parents knew he was out there they were helping him they were giving him stuff and I think he committed suicide at a or persona. he got
1: lost in the swamp where he was and and, and the swamp got him. They
2: knew, once the family decided to go help they knew a little too well where he was at. He's right there. <laughs> but they, you think they
1: found his body and just didn't say anything?
2: I think they started helping when they found knew that he had committed suicide. That's when they started helping. I think before that they were letting him hide and helping and aiding and abetting, and they were bringing food and other items. Was there him. A reward? Well, for you him? know
1: what you're saying actually kind of makes sense. That's how I feel about it. That's just how I feel. I'm gonna well, turn my know, into No, the and Lord. they can't determine his cause of death. It's you know because the remains it was all he was mostly bone. So he's been dead a long Bounce. time. Yeah, he was just. Well, of course, it was a swamp. You know those animals eat all the flesh and everything.
2: Oh, you are talking about he, he, he? Oh, I hate to say it that way, but he became
1: gator shit. Yeah, pretty much. Oh,
3: what's it? that's awful. Pretty
1: much, he either got he, he might have gotten attacked by a gator. Next, could have happened.
3: That yeah, could have killed him. Death, suicide by gator.
4: Yeah.
1: No, I, I, I don't, I'm not convinced that the suicide. I think that he, he was in a swamp. He got lost. The elements either got him or the animals got him. It's true. That's possible. And the fact that his I'll accept but
2: I still feel that the parents knew he was out there and they were helping him. I do hold to that. I think it's a
1: Zakanati kind of thing with the murder. I think (laughs) they got in an argument and he killed her. I don't think he intended to kill her. I think it was accidental. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, you know, and then what anybody is going to do, I mean, I'm not playing devil's advocate here, but what anybody's going to do in a case like that is they're going to try to... You know, they're going to go into survival mode. They're going to run... You know, are they going to commit suicide like Zach? Moan well, did?
2: I think the parents were trying to help him, and if they could have had him at the house, they would have. But the house was being watched, yeah. so the best next best thing was to put let him be out there because they figured they. But could. he
1: is dead. Okay. Not, he didn't kill somebody and 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 fake his death. So it is confirmed like then. Okay. Yeah. So that's oh. that.
2: Well, you got some obits
1: for us today, man. Yes, baby? I do. And these are both obits at sitcom fans will know these people. The First oh, right. one is James Michael Tyler. He played Gunther on Friends. You remember the barista? Yes. And he well, he started off as an extra. And he was he was in and then they started giving him lines cuz people started saying, "Who is this guy? Who is this guy? They noticed him." And they still giving him lines, and he pretty much became a character, a minor character. And his big shtick on there was is that he was in love with Rachel. So he'd always, like, mess up Lurasa's coffee and everything like I know. that. <laughs> uh, you know, he'd put sugar in it when he didn't want it and that kind of stuff. Because he was in love with Rachel, and, and at the time she was in Rachel. So he died... Uh, um, he died of uh, prostate cancer at the age of 59.
2: And to think about it, how much he may have actually influenced, thinking about the coffee shop was so important to friends, and that influenced coffee shop culture in America. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, he had a big part to do with that.
1: Yeah, you know, the coffee shop is the Millennials Bar, and the Generation X and in Millennials Bar. Yeah, yes, yes. You know, it was bars for baby boomers. That's why... Well, yeah, they say the generation before mine was the cocktail generation, but mine was not only the cocktail generation, it was the cocaine generation and the marijuana Ooh. generation and all those things. <laughs> um, you know, he um, he wasn't the main character, but, uh, it, oh, this is cool. He was widely considered to be the seventh friend, and he peer, appeared in 150 yeah. episodes, and um, yeah his, yeah, his friend the friends hang out and he had a deep crush on Anna, on Jennifer Aniston's character, Rachel. All right. So the next person we have is a Peter Scolari who played... Well, his first big thing was Bosom Buddies with Tom Hanks. They played a couple of straight guys who were looking for cheap housing so they wound up in this... The Susan B. Yeah, right. Hotel. <laughs> and they have to dress in drag. Their real names were Kip and Henry, but they dressed in drag as Buffy and... Scolari was Buffy. I mean, Tom Hanks was Buffy.
3: That was... I remember seeing that show. We loved that show. Yeah. And also on there was, uh,
1: was Donna Douglas, um, uh, who... Not Donna Douglas. Um, what is her name, the girl that was on there? She's married to, Tom, uh, to Dan Aykroyd.
3: Oh yeah, Uh...
1: Donna Dixon and Lucille Benson people will remember her she was a character actress in the 60s and 70s she was a big southern woman and she talked about that and my mom and I when we were kids we went to see this horror movie called Private Parts and she plays this this um, really shady woman who runs a boarding house and she's really, really, really memorable in it. And my mom always called her private parts. But <laughs> <laughs> well, she's hilarious on this. She's a landlady. She's always a landlady. And she's hilarious on this. And she's like this old lady, but she always has these young boyfriends. And they have a brain of tapioca pudding, but you likes what she
4: likes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and um, and his, but the thing he became most known for was some years later for Bob Newhart's second sitcom. Sit yeah. Newhart, he played, um, his character's name was Michael, and he was the boyfriend of Stephanie, who was played by Julia Duffy. Right. As Stephanie was a, um, Stephanie, she was a, uh, Stephanie, she was a, uh, uh, she was, had been a socialite. She was a snooty rich girl, and she lost all her money, right, right, so she right, had right, to go yeah. to work as a maid at uh, Dick Loudon, who was Bob Newhart's character, and Joanne, I played by Mary French. She had to go. Uh, she had to go to work as a maid at the hotel. Now, Bob Newhart's character also had a morning talk show, and Michael was the producer. And him and Stephanie got together, and they were like these. The, you know, these little really sickening yuppies. They call each other pookie-poo and that kind of thing. And she panned the expression when something's gross saying, Ew! And it's <laughs> it's kind of... I don't know, it might even be in the dictionary now. <laughs> I mean, probably in the, the slang dictionary. But, uh... Peter Scalziari died uh, of cancer. Prostate... I think he had prostate cancer also. Yeah. Um, and at the... Um, Age of 66. Wow. Yeah, he was 66. Yeah, he had had cancer and been ill for two years. All right. So, what time is it? Oh, you know what time it is. It's horoscope
2: time. It's
1: horoscope time. It's horoscope time. Oh, Philip. Oh, Oh, okay. Now, that's
2: too far. You're adding extra verses and stuff. (laughs) You're adding (laughs) my name. Bill Landry is the one. He makes horoscope so much fun. (laughs) What do you think this is? Sesame Street with horoscope? No, it's Howdy Doody. Howdy Doody, yeah. Well, anyhow,
1: how do we get to
2: horoscope time? (laughs) Watch yourself. Anyhow, we're sending you back into another haunted hotel room. But the thing is, this week, we're going to look for the kind of. Things that might happen to say that you might have a ghost, that there may be a sign of a ghost in the room. Oh Just normal little natural occurrences, things that might have to be debunked, but could even be real.:
1: I wish I had the, the, that echo uh, effect, you know.
4: Echo.
1: It is almost Halloween, isn't it?
2: Yeah. So Aries, you might have a ghost in your hotel room if the doors keep unlocking. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I wouldn't stay in that room. Mm-mm.
3: That a nosy maid.
2: That a nosy maid, yeah. <laughs> oh Taurus, oh. you might have a ghost in your hotel room if your phone battery keeps draining even on the charger. Mm.
4: Ooh.
3: Mm. My face shot. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs>
2: might just have a shitty port uh, <laughs> at <corner>. that point.
3: <laughs> you said that because it really is happening now. <laughs>
4: oh.
2: That's why I said this is all about things that happen that might. might happen. They could also be debunked, okay? Okay. Yeah. Gemini Aras. Yes. You might have a ghost in your hotel room if the room is getting colder with the heater on. Oh, I'd love that. that be nice. <laughs> you would thank that ghost, wouldn't you? I would think, that. Mm-hmm. Especially when Lance hits on that heater. Mm-hmm. and Oh, in August with the heater on. August. Oh, yeah, he did it in August. I forgot. That was no, so no, dumb. Oh, I had to go get
1: another room. <laughs> but when we were, we were in County, which is just as much of a hot hellhole as, as New Orleans. Why was he
3: turning the heater on?
1: And that's what we're wondering. <laughs> no, he I couldn't do it because he, uh, he had some kind of, he was sick. He had some kind of... Uh, Put
3: another blanket on. He's a, a vampire.
1: Right? <laughs> and he wanted to... No TV, no lights, and the heater on. Ah, I said, well, I'm going to that freaking uh, uh, front desk and I got another room. <laughs> Fuck this
4: shit. <laughs> <sighs>
2: Cancer. Oh, here I That's am. you. You might have a ghost in your hotel room if messages keep appearing on the bathroom mirror after showering. Ooh. Oh,
0: are
1: there messages, uh, are there messages about uh, Written uh, being... in the mist on the mirror. And uh, are there messages about being Facebook messenger there? <laughs>
2: <laughs> are there messages from bigots? Where? <laughs> Where? <laughs> If you consider it that your bathroom mirror, possibly, Leo. Actually, some of this, what people do in Messenger kind of is kind of bathroom talk. But anyhow, um, uh, okay, Leo, Leo, y'all might have a ghost in your hotel room if the TV keeps turning on and off with the volume all the way up. No, that's just Kurt. That Curtis is Curtis like rolling the, over on the remote yeah, that I
1: he can't find. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh wait, no, I'm worse than Curtis, because you know the Roku remote. Yeah. It's very, very sensitive. And I'll put like my bag or something down, or my phone down, and it'll go on the remote and we'll go back to the menu. And I'll go, ah oh, fuck, and Curtis will laugh. <laughs>
2: Just remember, some of these are common occurrences, so they're things that people may claim but it could or could not. It's might it might ever go. Yeah, it depends on where that remote's at, is the real question on that one. Virgo, that's me. Yes, yes. That's our, that's our Michael Bill. He's a Virgo, if y'all haven't figured that out by now. <laughs> yeah, he lets us know. Actually, this is an old phrase that I, I learned about some signs. Aries think they're the best, but Virgos actually know how to do it the best. <laughs> Not all Virgos. I that. Well, some of them know how to shit in a bucket. Well, you <laughs> are talking about the ones that took the time to learn some skills. They never learned them. Yeah, apparently. Sure. Anyhow, for Michael Bill, though, you might have a ghost in your room if the curtains keep moving while the windows are closed. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what we did when I was a kid?
1: We had a Ouija board, and we decided we were going to try and get in touch with Bella Lugosi. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: okay, how are you writing this? What did you try to do? Did the curtain we try blue- to talk to Bella
1: Lugosi through, the, uh, through the, um, the Ouija board, you did? and the curtains blew open.
2: And there was no window open? No. Okay, well see, now you just yes, made Michael Bell excited, thing.
1: he might try to contact <laughs> And we didn't know, so we asked Bell Lugosi, the way we, you know, we asked him a question that only like a die-hard film fan would know the answer to. So we asked him what year The Raven was made, with mm. him and Burris Gullough. And he said 1935, which is the same year. Yeah, on the meeting board. Mm. So, <sighs> you see,
2: that was <Bela's> out there. <laughs> We're well, moving along. Libra. <laughs> he's out there. Well, we're gonna be talking about more about him next month. Lee, yeah. actually, next week. Actually, are we uh, doing
1: Plan Nine of the Space? No. <laughs>
2: Libra, that's your mama. It's my you own. might have a ghost in your hotel room, Libras, if the radio alarm clock goes off at 2 a.m. playing If I Could Turn Back Time. Oh. <laughs> you know, my mom loves Cher, so she'd like We got that. about a week more. <laughs> love that song. You know, the meme is going to be all over the internet in about a week or so, so that's why I had to tip this, because yeah. people are going to be like, if I, if I could Turn Back Time, because you're going to be turning back yeah. time. All
1: 20 of our listeners. I, listen I it. think it's like the 7th. <laughs> like
2: is it like the 7th? I think the 7th of. Uh, uh, November, we're going to be all turning back time. I don't
3: know if we still do
2: that. It's ridiculous. Uh, no, they should just stick to one thing. Not everywhere in the world does either. It's just like, I like getting that extra hour. In the fall. Unless. You don't like the spring. We just oh, I hate slowly. the
1: spring. I don't, I don't like it because summer's coming. So I don't like that time. If
2: <laughs> <laughs> summer's on the horizon,
1: I'm having a bad day for like six months. Okay.
2: Okay, well now you have the right, because I said this, you have the right to go put that meme up of Cher with the turn back time. You. Oh, that is kind of cute. Yeah, that's the meme that they always comes oh, out. That's why I was making the joke here oh, about that coming oh, Yeah, that's cool. Scorpio! You. That's me me and all them hoes. All them hoes. That bitch. Those bitches, those hoes. We're all Scorpios. Well, we might have ghosts in our hotel rooms if the sheets are pulled back and we feel a tingle in our nether regions.
3: Yeah, well, we're I really, for now the guys I'm going to be
1: about your nether regions for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's going to be like having a really horrible song run through your head. <laughs> you know, I had a few weeks ago. I had that old song from the '70s, Obey, What would you say? You know, <laughs> running through my head for two. Weeks straight. I'm sorry I mentioned, because it's going to start running again. <laughs> yeah, well, crazy. you know,
2: so you're a cancer. You don't have to worry. You don't you have to worry. It's only Scorpios who have to worry about this being, being, being touched in another regions by a ghost. Okay.
1: No, no, I just, your near regions, are was really, I'm I, I really trying not to think about.
2: Don't worry. I'm going to stay clothed around you. It's okay.
1: fine. It's ah, fine. you usually do. Now Lance, that's a different story.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, that's a whole other song. <laughs> Sagittarius. That's my, Oh, that's my man. That's my man.
1: Oh, what are you doing to him this week? It's not too bad. It's not
2: too bad. Oh, you, you have you done so much I'm to I'm being kind of nice. I'm being kind of nice this week. Didn't
1: you throw him in the pit once? Oh, we did all
2: kinds of stuff him. Yeah. Or at least let the horoscopes do it. I'm not saying I actually did. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow. I <laughs> know... Sagittarius, you might have a ghost in your room, hotel room if the lights start flickering in a repetitive Morse code pattern. Help me, help me. <laughs> right. S.O.S., bitch. S.O.S., me. <laughs> oh, well. Talking about, talking about people's men. Capricorn, that's, that's your pop. Oh, here we go. He's not naked in this one? No. Well, actually, well, it doesn't really state Okay. It okay. So Capricorns might have a ghost in their hotel room if they keep waking up with new scratches. I wake up with new scratches sometimes. Well, maybe he gets payback. <laughs> ah, Lord. The spirits pay him pay him back for it. Well, talking about payback, <laughs> poor Aquarius. Oh my Aquarius, God. you might have a ghost in your hotel room if items keep flying out of the mini bar and hitting you in the head. Oh,
1: we're gonna waste the booze.
2: <laughs> oh no, the booze is intact. Those are usually like plastic bottles. It just okay. will to hit them in the goddamn head. Oh, I don't want to get hit in the head with a bottle. You're not an Aquarius. Part. What are you worried about? Oh. You think all these signs are gonna hurt you? Only Cancer. You're not getting hit with all, the other, all these other, other things that are going. Through. I want the one that burns the air conditioner. That's Gemini. I'm sorry you don't get it. <laughs> well, he likes that too, so I'll stay in his
1: room with him. As long as it's a separate bed. But the air conditioner <laughs> isn't on and he keeps his the heaters
2: on. on, but the room feels colder. I know it's weird. See in your in your instance, everyone else would feel cold in the room and you would feel like super hot. That would be your luck.
1: Well, everybody's temperature tolerance is different.
2: Everybody's know? is. Everybody.
1: That's why they have this new um this thing you wear on your wrist and it's supposed to control your temper tolerance. I heard it on the Morbid of uh, True Crime podcast commercial. Yeah. yeah, I might get one of those to make it so I'll be, it'll be winter for me
4: 24-7.
2: And last but always, never least, good old Pisces. You might have a ghost in your hotel room if the toilet keeps flushing with no one near it. <laughs> And it's not a total toilet, it's not one of those, and it's not a, uh, you know, automatic. It's just a regular ass toilet that keeps flushing. Well,
1: that was happening no in my house. Yeah. But you know what it was? My cat was flushing it. <laughs> she actually <laughs> learned how to use, I don't know, we, we, this is a cat that I rescued out of a basement. But she actually used the toilet like a person and then flushed it. Now, M- Michael, Bill, my baby,
2: you might be able to back me up on this. Most Pisces I know, if that started happening, they'd actually go to the bathroom, and then they'd start looking in the toilet, scrying the water. <laughs> Where are you at, spirit? Are you in the toilet? Are you in it? They would even check the back, and they'd
3: start.
2: <laughs> they, would just, yeah, they would be trying to read the toilet water. No, this guy had a few re-
1: human traits, because I had the mini blinds on my window, and she would get up on her hind leg, she'd take a front paw, and push the blind down and look out the window. Oh, that's
4: weird.
1: She's yeah. This and, smart and, and, cat, love it. I love it. And Karen. well, and, 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 and Mr. Fred, you know, I told you what he used to do. He used to steal my wallet and put it. like I had a a feeder, you know, the thing where you every few days you just filled it with cat food. Right. But one day my wallet was gone. I didn't know where it was. And I was looking all over for it, and I looked at the feeder, and the feeder was empty, but my wallet was in there. I said, "What the, the hell?" You he's letting me him? know that I need to feed him. <laughs> so I fed him. So then another time, I caught him with the wallet walking from the bedroom to the kitchen. In his mouth. In his mouth. He would get it out of my pants somehow because I always used oh, to leave my Was him it of made made leather jeans. or something? Huh? Was
3: it mail leather? Is that why he, you think that's why? He's t- well, t-
1: no. Anyway, this was Mister Fred, which a lot of people think was kind of like. My late partner kinda of possessed this. <laughs> That's what Philip thinks. And we and, and oh, I keep yeah. telling
2: Bear we're gonna do this. We need we've mentioned so many different pets and animals on here. We wanna do a little like photograph series on the Facebook page and we will do it where we put the, the pet the pets of open shutters. We need Yeah, but Izzy who used to look out the window and flush the toilet too. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and I'll get a better photo. I know y'all have seen my little baby, and actually he is a Pisces. Talking <laughs> about Pisces. Then I one of, I've just seen one him I I had, with the
1: I, She was a calico. I named. I, she was. I, I had named a Lucy Ricardo, and she actually, when she was young, she was Lucy because we had these tall bookcases. And she would get up there and get stuck and stuck going.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, yeah,
2: we'll, we're promising right now and air we're going to get that to y'all at some point. soon. Okay. the pets of Open Shutters. So is that it with the car? That's it with the horoscope. All
1: right, so we're going to go to a short break, a short commercial break, um, and then we'll be back to talk about the film fourteen oh eight. Yes. As some of you may remember, and if you're new to our podcast, I have another business that has finally become live on the internet. It's Barry Marino's Craft Creations. I have made ha- afghans, hats, scarves, and much more, and more coming weekly. Great thing is, we sell holiday items all year round, so you don't have to wait till that special time of the year to order what you will like and enjoy. Thanks to our Roz, it's an easy, interactive website to see what has been put on the internet. And after a long wait, finally, we got the Gentilly Lace line of candles live. We have wonderful scents for any household or just for the season. Also, be on the lookout for our Christmas and New Year's holiday candles. And guess what? Our seasonal candles will have something a little special in them. A little out of the ordinary, but we have put charms in the candles. From King Cake Babies for Mardi Gras to Champagne Flutes for New Year's. So look out for our website. BarryMarinosCraftCreations.com That's B-A-R-R-Y-M-A-R-I-N-O-C-R-A-F-T-C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-S.com All right, Creeps, we're back. And um, we're talking tonight about a movie from... What year is this from? 2007. Called 1408. And it's a horror film starring John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson uh, supporting roles by Mary McCormick and Tony Shilob. Y'all remember Tony Shilob from Monk and Wings. He was the the, the Italian cab driver. And uh, isn't this... Yeah, it's based on a short story by Stephen King. He keeps on (laughs) popping up on Creepy Podcast Everywhere. <laughs> he? Yeah,
2: he said he wanted to do this to illustrate his writing process. That was the whole reason he wrote the short story. Uh, or to know it. Yeah. yeah and it's directed by.
1: <laughs> Mikael Hofstrom. Hofstrom. Uh, Hofstrom. Hofstrom. One of those Danes that sounds. I think, like I think it's, v- it's Swedish. I think it's Swedish. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I think. I might be wrong. The actor that played. Um, he played Sonny in Treme, and he played, um, he was in Game of Thrones with, he was one of um, the Queen of the Dragons lovers and warriors. His name is uh, Mikael H- Husband. He used to live here in New Orleans. I not know that. And I worked, I, I picked him up from the airport when I was a limo <laughs> driver. And that was right after Hurricane Gustav. Was it Gustav? No, Isaac. And I had MREs. I, I, I got a box of MREs, so I said, oh, take them to work for lunch, right? So I had a couple of them with me, and I said, you know what? You want to really uh, do some method acting and see what your character went through in Katrina? Have one of these. And he picked the one he wanted, I gave him an MRE. Oh, hey, gross. <laughs> these are awful. I know, but he wanted it. Well, you know, they were free. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Uh so uh, the plot of this film is uh, uh, Michael, Mike Enslin, he, he was a skeptic, a cynical author. He writes these ghost books trying to debunk the ghost system. And he's, uh, he and his wife are estranged after their daughter Katie died. And he writes these yeah, he books about supernatural events that he has no belief in. In his latest book, he re- receives an anonymous postcard depicting the Dolphin, a hotel on Lexington Avenue in New York, and bearing the message "Don't enter 1408." Well, Mr. Michael Iceman is gonna do just that. Oh yeah, of course. telling me can't, shouldn't, or can't
2: do something. I'm gonna do it. So he tries to hold.
1: He checks into the hotel, and his hotel manager, Gerald Owen, played by. Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. John Kuzak is Mike Iceland. Um, he tries to discourage him, but he says, hey, I'm going in there. And uh, he explains to Mike that in the last 95 years, no one has lasted more than an hour in this hotel. In this hotel room. And the latest count of 56 deaths. Now that would kind of discourage me, right? Wouldn't that
2: discourage
4: you?
2: (laughs) I know, because like one or two spirits is kind of cool, but 56. 56. That's that's too much of a party
3: at that point. So
1: he tries to bribe him with a suite and everything, and he said, nope, he wants that room. So once he gets inside the room, he has his little mini cassette recorder, and he's starting to. uh, It looks like just any other hotel room, right? This. uh, uh, Ho ho board. So. He's so sure that there's nothing in there. And then all of a sudden, the clock radio starts playing. Karen Carpenter singing, We've Only oh, Just Begun. <laughs> yeah. and that was entertaining. The, and, and the clock radio starts to count down from 60 minutes. And so Mike begins to see ghosts, the room's past victims, flashbacks yep. of his daughter and his sick father. And he tries to leave, but the, well, the room won't let him leave. Eww. so he uses his laptop to contact his his yep. strange wife mm-hmm. asking for help and the sprinkler system short circuits his laptop fucks up his laptop uh, the room temperature drops to sub-zero and everything has ice running from it. You remember that when it gets all cold? Yeah. All. Oh,
2: I know. Which kind of reminded me a little bit, we kind of, kind of had a little bit of a, uh, what is it, poltergeist, two or three? The one Right, it, yeah, apartment, yeah, two. Two, 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 two yeah, where two, everything two, got like cold.
1: Three, so then he two. looks across the hall and he sees himself in another room in the next building. And then he sees a crazed clown with a knife <laughs> come after his of herself and he looks back and the crazy clowns coming after him and he also sees a man in black and white who represents a man that committed suicide in there in 1912 in black and white looking like a silent movie jump out the window and then he sees a woman in color dressed kind of like Like the te- technicolor uh, so yeah. Yeah. yeah like the old technicolor yeah and she jumps out of the window And so then he tries to escape. He's trying all kinds of things to escape, and the room won't let him escape. He goes out on a ledge. Oh, Oh, the ledge scene. The ledge scene. Ledge scenes, I don't like heights, and ledge scenes always always upset me. And so then he... So then the 50s woman jumps out the window again, and you see her going all the way down, and she just crackles and disappears. So... In the beginning of the movie, before he went in the hotel, he went surfing and he almost drowns. His wave overtakes him. Remember that part? And so he winds up the room shake. The room starts shaking, and he breaks a picture of the ship in the storm. And water pours from the picture, and the room gets flooded. And then all of a sudden, he's back on the beach where he almost drowns and got in the. The little little surfer guy saying, You okay, man? <laughs> so he's in the hospital, the wife comes in and she says he never she tells him he never was in New York. What are you talking about? And they go to a restaurant, they eat, and then he says some and she says, Are you ever gonna um Are you ever gonna write a book about this? And then he goes to the post office for some reason, yeah, mail his manuscript and he recognizes Members of the construction crew as dolphin hosts tell staff, and then they destroy the post office's walls, and he's still trapped in the room. He never left the room. He's still there. He's like, "Oh, I'm back! I'm back! I'm back!" So, Katie's ghost confronts him at the end. The countdown ends, and he sudden and, and the room is restored to normal. But the clock goes back to six sixty, and. Karen Conklin just starts singing again. We don't need mm-hmm. So the hotel operator calls him and he asks why he hasn't been killed. And she informs him that the guests enjoy free will. He can relive the past over and over again. Or, are we ripping off Colonel Hogan? Yeah. Or he can hang himself. So oh, the express, the, express the, checkout. Checkout. Express the express checkout. The express checkout. And that's when the big old noose comes up. Yes. But he still refuses to get in. And then he decides to quit running and he sets the room on fire. And the hotel's evacuated and he breaks a window, causing a backdraft. And then the firemen rescue him. Now, there's also an alternate ending to that, too, where he actually dies in the fire. And he comes, you know, he's in the hospital and he survives. So anyway, um, did, which version did you see? Because I saw the one where he survives. I didn't see one where he dies.
2: I saw the one he survives. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's
1: the theatrical cut. In the um, the director's cut, he had the um, he had them die in the fire, but happy to see the room destroyed, and it ends with his funeral, and Samuel Jackson approaches Lily and mike 's publisher, and unsuccessfully attempts to give her a box of Mike's possession, including the tape recorder and that 's how it ended too. they had they got back together, and he and the tape recorder was but, still there but
2: the tape recorder at the end has the daughter 's voice on, him. and that 's like just stuns even the mom yes. like, whoa and that 's how it ends right there. How I actually is. think that was more powerful it was pretty powerful, I think yeah. him dying. Would have been, it would have worked, but it would have been easier. I think it was more profound if he did survive. Yeah.
3: especially hearing star's voice.
2: So, the, we're going to get the movie, and we're going to talk about yeah. the,
1: the The only performances we really want to talk about, uh, John
2: Cusack, which you thought.
1: He was awesome. Very good.
2: Very, very good. I mean, I mean. Yeah. yeah. There were a couple moments that were classic John Cusack. <laughs> started, but overall, if I don't think anyone else could have done this role. Yeah.
4: He was I, really good in
1: news. Well,
2: and you know, the first time I mentioned, the
1: uh, first time I remember seeing John Cusack was in 16 Candles. And he was a <laughs> very, very minor role. But I remembered him as well as I remembered Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall, who were the two leads. Right. And, um, and then, uh, and then with, he's in that one with the boombox Say anything? Uh,
3: yes, I am. Uh, yeah,
1: that's a, that's a classic rom-com thing. with' the boombox. Hole in the boombox up with the song.
2: <laughs> right. I, what I like to hear, though, is he, he really personifies that what-the-fuck expression. When something... Like, especially with the damn alarm clock going off with the carpenters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, his frustration hey, over Why
1: that. Is it, It's always some 70s song that's either heartwarming <laughs> or uplifting
2: or both.
1: When something horrible has happened, yeah, anybody, I think it's more disturbing. I, yeah. You anybody remember an X Files episode where this woman's being brutally murdered by some spirit or something while David Cassidy singing? Doesn't somebody want well, to? Well, here's know. the thing: <laughs>
2: the spirits, me. the spirits are more... And, and Michael might be able to confirm this. The spirits basically they would rather use those songs because they're very if you notice they're very clear on the message you can just hear the words you can understand it mm-hmm. so they say they're not wanting to waste their energy a spirit wants to find which way if they're going to influence those electronics can they get their message right, across right. so would that make the most sense you think well maybe?
3: we've only just begun. It was at the very beginning of when yeah. all that stuff started you know.
2: but the idea of using songs that you can hear the words clearly yeah. wouldn't the yeah. spirit want to the do clearest,
3: that the clearest the clearest response is the best response and let's uh,
2: Samuel L. Jackson Oh, you know know I love Samuel Jackson. I don't think that man could do any wrong. No. I love that he, in here, something is, is, is he really played this sort of, making a deal with the devil kind of character where he's the devil so to speak mm. this I wanted
1: him to say I want to get these motherfucking ghosts out of this motherfucking room <laughs> nah because I think he was using them because I really
2: do think he was I'm joking but he would want. Yeah, you do want a few more motherfuckers out of him yeah. but it didn't happen no
1: well, he wasn't Motherfucker Jones and horrible bosses. That was that was Jamie Fox, yeah. 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 <laughs> <And>
2: <laughs> I don't know
1: how they put that on regular TV. They had to change his name and something else. Anyway, but, but uh, I don't
2: think they could have picked anybody else really to play. No, I he's t- pretty good. He was really it, good. And and for some reason, it just it,
1: it really and totally it was uh, it was it was against type because he always usually plays these tougher, badass guys, and this he was you know.
2: You know, the hotel manager
1: persona.
2: I like the idea of him being accommodating but still creepy at work. Yeah. In inter- How would inter- you feel? Bottle, right?
3: of, the hundred dollar bottle of cognac. It's like, he says, look, I'm going to give you this cognac. And you don't That's go a that, one. And that was takes, accommodating. Yeah. yeah, and then he takes the cognac well, and goes to the room anyway. <laughs> <and grinded laughs> All yeah.
1: right,
2: okay, we're going to raid it now before we start. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We still want to talk about, what, what did y'all feel about art direction and visuals? Because that was probably the most other important thing. Art direction visuals was pretty
1: good. It was, you know, it was I horror was, movie stuff.
2: There was, I mean, most of it I was pleased with. I was still a little tripped out by the usage with the, I guess it was to date the ghost, but that was kind of odd that they didn't just do that with costuming. The one from the 1950s and the one from yeah. the oh, no, I I know. Like, I like that. I did, I don't know if I did or didn't like it. I'm not saying I'm disagree. I just thought it was a very interesting I like that. They choice. Use, they
1: use image from the era.
2: Well, yeah, and it's that's 1912
1: like looked like a silent it film. It was an
2: interesting choice. But you see, I'm the film buff of, the, of this right. group. But I also think I'm wondering what was the reason fully for that artistic choice, because it also causes a slight break in the reality that doesn't.
3: Maybe that's the reason they did it.
2: Maybe so. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt overall, though, but it was just the only. I liked it. I thought, I thought it was. Really I did cool. say the hotel looked. That, I mean, what like what you that. expected. Like And it, uh, and and the, the freezing scenes was
1: really that, that was, was cool. really one, done really well. That
2: was really good. And the usage of the of the paintings was kind of an odd. Interesting, oh yeah, odd yeah. Thing. The paintings were creepy. It odd. The paintings
1: were beyond creepy. Because yeah. the painting
2: by itself wouldn't be creepy, but the way they use the painting. Right. And the water coming out of the, the painting. Yeah, that's when <laughs> it got yeah. creepy. Yeah, that's when it got creepy. Also, there was one shot I want to talk about specifically in the visuals. It's with the ledge thing when he realizes he can't find the window and then it pans out and you see just the two lit windows. Yeah, right. And then remember, and then he goes back in and then that's when he also realizes, um, he goes back and sees that uh, hotel indoor like layout map or whatever, right. rent, and all it shows is the one room then. Whereas before it showed the all the other ones. rooms. So, so there was this really interesting imagery thing, especially that pan out shot on the outside with the ledge with those just two lit windows really made you feel that isolation like it was a yeah. very bizarre art
3: like it was in another dimension <laughs>
2: yes yeah and it, that so you, you that that I had to give some art credit yeah, that to was that, cool. was, that was Now,
1: amazing. anything else you want to comment on
2: um we can already mention the director I think he did a decent he job he did a decent job and um like
1: the reason I'm asking is because I want to rate it, and then you start asking Michael questions about the
2: paranoia. Okay, we have a few more things to talk about. But yeah. Go ahead. I want to go ahead and we'll do the rating now because the rest of the stuff has to do with the now line. on the scale of uh, of five shutters
1: being top one shutter being crap. Where would you put it?
2: I'm gonna put it on four because there's just a little bit of a little bit of the production put up been a little finer, but I mean everything else, I, I really can't complain. Four.
3: I would say three and a half.
2: That's
3: I mean, right. I kind of felt That's like it I was. Saying. I kind of felt like it was a little bit more, like they were rehashing The Shining, only with my room.
2: Okay. You know,
3: a little okay. bit, but I mean, it, all in all, it was it was good. But this wasn't.
1: I just, agree with you about three and a half because I thought it moved a little bit slow. Okay. There
3: were points, yeah.
1: There were points when you. Yeah. You know, okay. Okay. Should I fast forward this? You know, and <laughs> you know, whenever anything like that happens, you know, it's you know. That nothing do that. A pacing could have been a little bit better.
4: So, yeah.
1: Okay, you have some questions for as our paranormal question, and expert, f- and, here.
2: and a few things, and a couple more things that have to do with uh, depth with you, which will relate to that as well. Um, our discussion on the paranormal investigation. First off. There was a real-life inspiration behind the story in the movie, yeah. and it was the uh, parapsychologist Christopher Chacan's investigation of Room 3327 at the Hotel de Coronado. And the reason he went to investigate is there was, when the hotel was originally built around in the 1890s, in 1892, one of the first guests, Kate Morgan, had actually committed suicide. And so he wanted to go investigate and see if what spirit were there. And he ended up finding not just stuff maybe in around you with know, her room, but they actually found a lot of energy within a maid's room as um, as well there at the Hotel de Coronado. Now, I did read somewhere that the real life this Hotel de Coronado compared to, to the Dolphin Hotel not nearly as say insidious, right? But nonetheless, even Christopher Shakan said, pretty creepy. Nonetheless, there was activity, there was creepy. So, my first, and this lends to a phrase that I'm going to ask you a question in a sec, Michael Bill, but there was a wonderful quote actually in the um, movie that we did not mention, that I'm going to mention. It was probably one of the best pieces of writing in the whole movie and it was said by John Cusack when he's talking into his recorder and this is the this is the quote from the movie hotels are a naturally creepy place just think how many people have slept in that bed before you how many of them were sick how many died Taking this quote, Michael Bell. How do you feel about that, and, and what that's presenting the idea of hotels?
3: I think that's true. I mean, like I said, uh, you know, last week, you know, people go to hotels to commit suicide. You know, they, that's where generally where if you're going to kill yourself. You're going to go to a hotel. You're not going to do it in your own home. You're going to go somewhere. So
1: yeah, because you don't want your family. To yeah,
3: exactly. And home. then kind of creepy stuff happens in hotels. I mean. Murder, right? <laughs> Murder happens. Um, rape happens.
1: Yeah, uh, the, uh, um, human trafficking. Human, yeah,
3: all that kind of weird stuff. You have so hotels. So it's is, not
2: just the physical. You're you're really conveying the idea of the mental sickness imprints.
3: Yeah, I believe so. I mean, I believe you know it can be. It, it cannot always have to be ghosts. It could be just the the imprint of the feelings there if they were intense. You know, sometimes sometimes psychics will pick up on that, so it's not spirits. I agree, just, I agree with know, that. <laughs> Psychic, you know, I definitely agree. Yeah, I had a friend that worked at one of the very famous uh, places down here uh, in the French Quarter, and uh, he had a couple come in. They were really dressed real nice, and said, "We want to stay in a room where someone died." And, I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> And you know, so I mean what kind of sicko would want to see in a room that they knew someone died. In.
2: Well and that and that was even presented in this movie a little bit, is this idea of of haunted tourism where people seek this out, you know, and it's kind of funny, uh, the actual inspiration that i would given you all, the Hotel Coronado, Coronado actually celebrates that, and allow, wants people to go actually stay in, in, that room. in 3327, it was had a number before that, it was like 304 or 302 or something originally, they changed the number, but it's always on the third floor, it's a third floor room, but it's now room 3327, so... In the movie though, the Dolphin Hotel, they didn't want him to stay. That was the opposite right. of what a lot of times encouraged. What have you actually encountered in sort of your travels and experiences with hotels? How how have they been? Well, the odd the thing board? is
3: that you say that about changing the numbers and stuff. At the Andrew Jackson Hotel, the first preliminary hunt we did, we always do a hunt before you to make the sure place is haunted. We stayed in 208, which is the selfie room, the most haunted room. But it wasn't the original 208. The original 208 was across the way. It was because um, you could see the old glue on the door that said 208 for 209.
2: Right. So it's weird that like they something changed that was it. happened in the movie.
3: You know, it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like it changed. And we got the very first night we got on the spirit box, we heard the little voice voice say, come and find us.
2: See, and now you just presented a factor for me. Is if the number was changed? Here we have the. Here's the issue we have, and you can confirm this for me. You have the possibility of the real spirit energy, which is in the actual location that it happened. But then you'd have all this crazy imprinted energy by people's belief because they put this new number on a different.
3: You're really right. you right. Know, yeah, do they have people? I don't know. I just think the spirits aren't bound in one room. You know, they're going to go, I mean, they're going to go to whatever, wherever the hell they want. I feel like those kids at the Angie Jackson and the maid, I think they go all over the place. You know, the maid surely does. You know, because uh, we got her name was Sarah, and we actually found that in the paper. We got an EVP that said Sarah on it, and we found it in the paper. Wow. Oh,
4: the
2: There's, the clock. Clock. There's that clock. Mm-hmm. It's it's For well, whom the bell tolls. <laughs> No,
1: it's ground right. out my getting ibuprofen. It lawn. tolls for thee. No, I'm joking.
2: Any, uh, another it's question. on time. It's 4 p.m. And they were, and right. struck it. <laughs> if it's off maybe about a minute, I don't know. It is actually. It's on time today. Ooh, that's weird. That's, that's actually <laughs> creepy that it's actually on time. It's usually not. Um, maybe it's slowed down just enough to where now it's actually lined up whereas last week it wasn't. Um, the next question I would have had for you is, is... Having like seen some things in here, and I want to—I want to be so cliche with this question, but I guess I'll have to be. What has been sort of the—I want to say the creepiest, but okay, we're creepy creepy guess What has been one of the creepiest locations in New Orleans, hotel-wise? Hotel-wise, not not houses. That we'll do the hotel-wise.
3: I was, I, was, I mean, I—I I have to say the Andrew Jackson Hotel, and the only reason is because that place is extremely haunted. I'd say it's the number one haunted hotel in town. But also the um this is not hotels Mrs. B and B, it's, it's um, the Florida Lee Mansion in the lower garden district was totally off the charts. And it's uh, first of all they went in and redid the whole thing and it looks like just it's really beautiful inside, but it just the stuff that happened there was just beyond something I ever experienced paranormal wise.
2: Well, with okay, in considering the, the the movie here, it kind of lends to the idea. I, I can maybe rephrase this question a little better to get a little more interesting. When they were talking about like the layering or like the fifty six ghosts in one room, what would be in real life for you? Have you had an experience where there was a room that had layer upon layer upon layer from different eras?
3: Um, I, I haven't really experienced that in in one room. I've experienced it in haunted houses, right? Uh, you know, but from um, different, different eras. You know, and we've asked them, Can you see one another? And they always say yes, and some of them actually say no. I mean, I don't know so, why we're getting. So deep. is
2: it possible to have those layers?
3: I think so. Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely in a hot house. I mean, in a room. This is gummy one room, <laughs>
2: you know. So you've been able to quantify it more in a in a in a, in in a residence, house. right? In a residence. Which we will. In there are going to be other. We're going to come back to this uh, on different series down the road where we're going to look at houses and other kinds of properties, especially because we have Michael Bill. <laughs> but we were going to do it anyway, but with Michael Bill, we have to explore. Yeah, we have our own ghost hunter here. Yeah. But, but, our own ghost person. but <laughs> But um, I guess also, with with that's an interesting point you bring up between the hotels and the houses. The hotels have a lot more, say, isolated events, whereas a house, someone lives a lot longer time. They can imprint a lot more energy right. from one person.
3: And they decide to stay, you know, I mean, for whatever reason, we're really not sure why the spirits stay there.
1: Well, some programs that I've watched have said that actually houses have memories. And when you see a haunting, it's usually a memory of something that happened there. Like, um... Mm -hmm. Or if you know, or if it's yeah, a, you know, same
3: thing playing over and over. Because somebody's really living like a their loop. life, right? Yeah, like a loop, yeah.
2: And they also can have a lots of moments in a house. You're yeah, putting well, the, uh, episode, the, episode uh, of Unsolved Mysteries used
1: to do some paranormal episodes too. One of them of these people that lived in the house that happened to be over a grave of an old African American couple, and they were seeing. The man and the woman in the house and everything and they
2: didn't realize that they were living on top of these people's grave mm. <laughs> i guess going back to the hotel though the only way you could really have a ghost that is kind of like what you would see in a home would have been a ghost that was a worker like yeah, like the would maid you, like Andrew that would be, yeah so that you get more of where it's that ghost is more in line with that because that's a workplace for right. that person. So they spend a lot of time there. It is like a second
3: But that place has been many things. That that was it was the courthouse for a while, it was the boys' school. You know, so that Daniel Jackson Hotel, that property that's on has been many different uh, things. That hotel was not always there. I got before.
1: a question for you. It's involving the um, the hard rock that collapsed and mm-hmm. everything. Now they're, t- they're trying to re- built it there Uh would we be seeing the ghosts of those workers that died in that
3: maybe it depends on whether they are uh, you know know they're dead I mean it's three main reasons why they say spirits there are other reasons but the three main reasons as they say one, they stay away from the light because they're afraid of judgment or hell. Two, they want to stay with their friends and family. And three, they don't know they're dead. So if they didn't know they were dead, maybe they'd stay. And there's other reasons, but those the main. Reasons.
2: Well, he presents an interesting question. That, just to kind of go to your caveat to, to Ashley and Michael, is in this in this um, movie there was a lot about with the use of the blood activating things. If, I mean, it was kind of an underlying thing. But you watched his like blood when getting said and activating the blood that was spilt before, right. connecting and mingling with. So my question, kind of looking at what he mentioned just about the hard rock, the structure wasn't fully made, but whatever happened, but there could that blood have found a way to the ground? Could it have found a way to the structure in physics to mingle? Because we sure. do. Because in a lot of cultures, blood is seen as that life force. Do you I feel mean, that way? It's possible. I mean, yeah,
3: it's possible. But I mean, I just think whether I saw a photo of at someone when they blew it up, and it looked like in smoke, it looked like a face, I mean, like a very unhappy face, you know, so, I mean, you know, some of the, I'm sure they're pissed off. (laughs)
1: Have you uh, done any kind of, um, of, of, uh, Oh, uh, well, ghost hunting work <laughs> at the Troubadour where the World Center Fire happened.
3: No, I haven't done anything there. You remember that one? I don't remember that one. Oh, that no, way. you
1: couldn't remember that when you were like two months old. <laughs> it was November 1972, and it was it's, it, it started off a trio of events dealing with fire that happened here in New Orleans, and this one was a ladies, I think believe it was a beauty salon, and they were on the... Um, they were on like almost the top floor, but not quite. And they, at that, there was no sprinklers, no fire, nothing Never like seen. that. And they jumped from the windows. It's and there's cool. still footage, news footage on YouTube of these ladies falling. And there's even a, uh, there's a picture that they had published in the States item. I remember this really disturbed me. I'm only like 15 years old and I'm not used to stuff yet. And it's a, like a middle-aged uh, African American lady's getting the last rites for the priest but you could see she's already dead. Right. And I didn't think it was right to post that picture in the moment.
3: Well, look at the upstairs down fire.
1: And yeah, the, well that was well that, was that the second um the second event was the Howard Johnson sniper.
3: Oh yeah, 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 right. That
1: was about 2 months later in yeah. Yeah, and this this one happened right after Thanksgiving in November. Talking
2: about hotel, so, yeah. 1972.
1: And then the Howard Johnson sniper was in January of '73, and then the third was the upstairs fire yeah, in yeah. June of '73, and it was these three events that changed the fire laws, because we had still had antiquated fire laws that went back to the 19th century. Well, the 17,
3: 1798 when the Great Fire happened, that's what kicked off the Spanish to build to go into doing fire code. In the beginning it was just all you know really new. well together. they
1: still had fire code like from the 1890s oh yeah I'm sure but they had not updated <laughs> by 1972 I'm sure you know and people say Victor Skiro was such a great mayor well maybe he should have done something right. more but yeah so I'm wondering I would wonder if some of the ghost of those ladies
3: that's just so awful just to think about having to jump. Rather be jump than be burned I just
1: man. yeah, your, your choice is either to be burnt or smoke inhalation or jump to your death because you know you can't, kinda, you know you, one lady did make it. She recently died. Uh. She, she was still alive for the 40th anniversary in uh, 2012. Now where is that hotel? At the Troubadour. It's on, um, it's right around, it's literally right around the corner from the, um, the Holiday Inn. It was the Howard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ralt Center was the name of the building at the time. And it's literally on Wood Street. Is that Gerard and, is it Rampart? I think it's Rampart. Gerard and Rampart. Rampart. Yeah. And uh, many times they tried, the Troubadour Hotel is the first business that has been successful. In that, uh, in that building. They, they they tried to make it another hotel, they tried to make it an office building, which is kind of what it was before. It was, they had a beauty salon on like the, I forget which floor it is, I, I, I don't know for a fact. But um, yeah, she, um,
2: let me look it up.
3: That's really interesting. Though. Well, I, interesting you, to tell you really, I do
2: want to ask Kim one more question that was presented by this by this movie. I actually want to make a statement and then get your opinion and question mm-hmm. from that uh, deal. Is is we realized there was a lot brought up about um, the daughter passing and the daughter in mm-hmm. the flashbacks and all that. And one of the things that just runs in my mind that I see not just with this movie but other movies, but it was presented in this movie is sometimes. It's not always about the spirits and the ghosts that we seek out Mm -hmm. in our travels. She passed away
1: in 2014. That was the survivor.
2: But rather the spirits and the ghosts that are already with us as we journey. Right. And I wanted to get your opinion on how do you first feel about that statement I just kind of made based off this movie and other movies like it? And also. How do you use your paranormal investigation to sometimes separate that? Because you may have spirits that follow with you from family I members. believe
3: I do. I mean, I believe I have spirits that are probably not my family members because they <laughs> don't speak to me either. Or spirit guides. But spirit, you know, I mean, I have spirits all the time. You know, I have spirits in the house. You know, they know they're welcome, you know, and I'm not afraid. So it's okay. It's like if I hear a bum in the night, I'm not going to be freaked <laughs> out. Right, down. right, right. But I mean, I, I do believe the thing that I find so interesting that. His character is that we know his daughter is with him at all times because he gets an EVP on the recorder. Yeah, it's classic ghost hunting. Yes. yes, he gets an EVP of her voice on the recorder and the mother hears it,
2: mm-hmm. you know.
3: And I mean, that's classic ghost. Which that
2: one was easy to define. Yeah, that's easy to define. Which was a really amazing part of this movie. But for you dealing in real, real life paranormal investigation, how do you separate when there is something that? Follows you or is with you And not necessarily the place that you're investigating But you're also dealing with entities That are to the place you're investigating How do you separate those two?
3: Well, I mean, I kind of know. I kind of know the ones that are with me, you know. Sometimes, but they're not with me all the time. You know? It's like sometimes they stay at the house. Sometimes they follow me, and I feel like sometimes they're protecting me from other things. Yeah, you know. Um, I believe that. Kind of like guardian spirits, maybe, or you know, like Emily at the house. You know, I mean, it's like I got this EVP. It said, "Michael Bill, my full name. <laughs> right. Escape." I mean, gentlemen said escape, and then I heard Michael, my name again, and like, hello, Michael, wake up, listen to the EVP. And um, it was a good thing I did, because I was seeing someone that was a very unsavory character, but I didn't know. And um, I started showing that person's photograph around town, and they were like, oh, Michael, please stay away from me, this guy's bad news. And two weeks later, the cops came and dragged him out of his home and took him off to prison. So I could have been there. Yeah, you know, I mean, of course, I thought he was a damn real estate agent. <laughs> he was a counterfeiter, so you know, I mean, it's like they told they were te- they were warning me, right? Yeah, no. and I believe that I believe that I do have protective yeah. spirits, but they're not with me all the time. And I think I I do have what I call technicians or spirit guides or guardian spirits. In, um, uh, Eva and Matt, and they're in, they're not with me all the time. But when I do spirit box sessions, or when I talk to spirits, if a spirit needs the help to cross over, or something like that, or needs any kind of help, yeah, you because help. So genuinely, genuinely,
2: you find most of these spirits that are with you, they are helping you with the process. So they're not interfering to make it no, confusing. Not. Yeah, they usually Yeah, Usually help facilitate you it to make usually, it easier. Yeah, time.
3: I can tell. You know, especially with you know doing the ghost hunt that I do now, I can definitely tell that all have distinct personalities because they're human they were i mean what are spirits they're us
2: right and if In people wonder violence. why i'm asking this of him i deal on psychic ends so yeah i know spirits around things like that but i don't deal with the paranormal side of it so for me it's kind of interesting when i when i'm getting to sit down and now we have michael bill as a co-host <laughs> get to sit down and see how someone's handling that scientific side of it with Still, that spiritual side—it's very intriguing to me because I only deal with. Well, I think
3: that there is some, you know, some, you know, you know, you just kind of have a feeling, and that's the spiritual side to it too. Yeah, you know? it's like you can't separate. for me, I don't separate the paranormal and the spiritual side. I kind of try to meld them together. I, I appreciate do the science that. side. But then also, I mean, you're dealing with spirits. You gotta have a spiritual side, right? Yeah. You know, you have to, and you know, it's like, uh, like we say prayers before we go. You Wonderful. know, do ghost hunts. We do things like that. You know, it's not just uh, just a scientific thing. I mean, I just I lean on the science a little bit more, but um, because I want that good evidence. You know,
4: because
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people, it's like some people. The, the mediums I know, the really good ones. Um, they could tell you all kinds of stuff. And they could tell what spirits are there, and but, but you, you want to show someone else evidence, you know. You want to have a photo yes. or a video, you know, or an audio, so to prove it's like, look, she, he's not crazy. <laughs> you know, there are spiritual things going. And on And
2: that's what world. I always tell people. Like when I have a, a paranormal experience, I was like, it's real to me, but I can't prove it to you because I don't, and I will never, I will never pretend to prove something to someone. And I mean, just because it's not, hey but that's I love well, the work that you do. The work that you do is trying to prove that that those spiritual things, those things are, that exist. are real.
3: Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting. It's like to have just a recorder playing while you're doing whatever spiritual stuff you're doing to see if you could catch EVPs, um, you know, from the spirits that you speak to, you know, and it, and when you get one, it's like what the fuck? I mean, cause you know, no one else is around. You know, you know it wasn't you saying it. And when you get stuff like that, it's like, okay. (laughs) You know, because we did, we've done some experiments like that where we had uh, people that actually have active spirits around them and we tried to communicate with them. And some of them have been very successful. You know, so it's like, there's like, that's what they sound like or that's what they say they sound like or, you know. So, but yeah.
2: Well, it's going to be an interesting journey. I hope you stick with us for a very long time, all the way through this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because we, we are hoping eventually we'll get to do some actual uh, on-site yeah, stuff on site And I'd for yeah. us to go
1: to um, like do some video too. Yeah, yeah. We could do lots of good, good this I'd like to do, I would work.
2: actually like to do
1: a video from the Zach and Addy house if you yeah. could arrange that. I means. might
3: could, maybe.
2: Since this was our last installment of checking into the I do either one of y'all have uh, anything else you'd like to add to this? I think. I think. No, I think we covered just about everything. We
1: did. Yeah. So Happy Halloween. Halloween. Happy Halloween. Anyway, I'm gonna show you guys this video after after we're finished. Okay. And y'all
3: have
2: a blessed Day of the Dead, All Souls yeah, Day. All yes. Souls Day. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they're in the cemeteries.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. The veil is thin. <laughs> All righty. You can follow us on
1: Twitter at Shudders. Facebook page is the official page for Open Shutters, a creepy podcast. And we get more and more and more and even more members every day. But I think that's thanks
4: <laughs> to our new host here. And I got a lot of them too. You
1: see, some of my clients from when I was a. Um, a, a a tour guide or uh, fans on of our show, yeah. too. And, um, what's the other one? Oh, Instagram is uh, at open shutters, uh Creepy Podcast. You can email us at both of these email addresses. OpenShutters at Yahoo.com and MovieShutters, which if you want to suggest a movie or recommend something, something you'd like to hear us talk about, send it to Shutters at aol.com so until next week when we start our vampire mm-hmm. series enjoy the view from the open shutters but don't fall out the window
3: the, unless you're on the 14th floor <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you're a black and white ghost or